All righty. Shalom Uvracha, friends. Thank you so much for joining. As we, the Seyat Rishmaya, attempt to learn three very beautiful teachings from the Tzaddikim on Parshas Veschanon. Obviously, Parshas Veschanon is one of the most packed Parshias in the whole Torah in terms of all of these incredible uh, psukim that we're learning and all of these wonderful and remarkable ideas that come out of some of the most iconic, some of the most well-known psukim in the Torah that are found specifically in, uh, in, in this week's parsha. Okay, so with the help of the Master of the World, we're going to jump right in and we're going to learn three teachings, one from the Svas Emes, one from the Dega Machne Ephraim, and one from the Mea Shiloach, Schusam Yagun Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here. And let's jump on. Okay, so here you should be seeing, I can't see any of you, but hopefully you should be seeing the teaching of the Svas Emes. I'm still letting people in. All right, Elio can see it. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here with us. And so let's begin. So this Pasuk over here says, Bepasuk loy mirubchem chashak Hashem ki mikola amin. Kaddish Baruch Hu tells us that it wasn't because you're the most numerous nation. On the contrary, you're the slightest of the nations. Rather, ki And it's a little bit of a difficult pasuk to read because what exactly is the Torah telling us? Is the Kaddish Baruch Hu telling us it's not because you were the greatest nation? And there, I'm just letting people in here. And therefore... And therefore, Agadish Baruch Hu, that's not why Kodesh Baruch Hu chose you. Because because you're not of the most numerous nation. Or, like Chazal interpreted, is it specifically that but rather the reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu did desire you is is specifically because you are the slightest of nations. But regardless, it's an interesting pasuk. Tamua says the Svasemis. It's a little bit of a wonder. Im if the truth is that Am Yisrael are not numerous, so what's the point of that introduction? It is not because you are the most numerous of the nations that God shows you, that God entered into a covenant, into an eternal relationship with you, but rather because you're the slightest. Leave that part out and say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose you for whatever reason that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose you. What's the purpose of that introduction of Loi Mirubchem Chashak Hashem? Over Midrash, and of course the Midrash and the Gemara tells us that like the second interpretation, ki is not God saying, rather, you're not the greatest, but rather you're the slightest. But that's the reason that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is choosing us, ki because you are the slightest, not just numerically, that your numbers are less. But Chazal tell us, Am Yisrael is a nation that knows how to humble themselves, that knows how to go ahead and live lives with the constant awareness of an eternal, infinite being that hovers over every footstep that we take. Every area of our lives is pervaded by that all-invasive and permeation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence and the awareness of Shivisi Hashem L'Negdi Samit. That's what Chazal tell us. But says the Svasem is something remarkable. And of course, it's applicable to Shabbos Nachamu, of course. As we move into the Zayin de Nechemta, this piece is very much in the way of a Nechama, of what it is Gullus, and what the Avoda of Gullus is, that a Jew, specifically a Jew that's serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the path of Hasidus, understands that there's no such thing as a waiting period. There's no such thing. That right now, it's sort of like the in-between, and I'm yearning for a future moment where then I'll finally be able to serve God properly. 
There's no such thing. Every single circumstance of life, like the Pasuk says, David HaMelech says, Im esak shamayim shamata. If I go up to the heavens, spiritually speaking, Rabbi Nachman tells us that means a period of time in a person's life where there's elevation, where there's openness, where there's mochen, the godless, things are clear, things are going well. Shamata, there's anavoda there for me because I can find you in that place. But even if I sink down into the depths of hell, you're with me as well. And so there's no such thing as a waiting period. Gullus is meant to be taken advantage of. It's a challenge, but it's an opportunity. Just what is that opportunity? Says the Heligas Vasemes, what a privilege to learn his words with you today. B'yesh Leimar says that Sadik Bira Inyan, to be able to understand this Inyan, Shi'yesh Lebnei Yisrael, Beis Bechinas, that Am Yisrael has two aspects to them, and they exist in two modalities. Kishahim B'mala, Himiruba Mikula. When Am Yisrael are in the place where they're supposed to be, Oyndim Tzvufim, in the base Hamikdash, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised Avram of Yazarecha, Kichol Hayam, and like the Kochavim. It's impossible to count the kochavim. When Am Yisrael are where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to be, there's no one who's greater in terms of numerics. You speak about six children that were being born to each woman, right, in, uh, in Mitzrayim. And it's even true today. I mean, Torah-observant Jews per capita have a lot more children. That's just, you know, the facts on the ground. But when Am Yisrael are where they're supposed to be, there's nobody more numerous. But when Am Yisrael goes into Galas, there's nothing and there's no nation that's as downtrodden, that's as trampled upon, that's as persecuted as Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael have these two aspects of the moon in the sense that when the moon is full, it's shining greater than all the stars. But when the moon is empty, the stars are shining more than it. And we have this contrary nature. That's what it is, the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch that Am Yisrael have these polarities within themselves so that at any given moment, we find ourselves at an extreme. When we're doing what we're supposed to do and we're serving HaKadosh Baruch properly in a time of Geula, there's nobody more elevated than, than Am Yisrael in the world. And the contrary is also true. The flip side of Gullus, it's clear to all of us, and this is the challenge of the nations of the world. This is God's chosen nation trampled upon, persecuted, stepped on. This is God's people. How are we able to reconcile the two? Says the Svasem, is a remarkable perspective. The Hatam, listen to this, very simple. The reason for this is The Jewish nation does not have the capacity to draw life force from any place other than the master of the world alone. We know that there are 70 nations. There's one nation of Am Yisrael who have their homeland in Eretz Yisrael, the center point of the world. The 70 nations have seven, has 70 sarin, 70 angelic sort of intermediaries who are bringing down Shefa, obviously through Agarish Baruch Hashem, ascending all the nations, their Shefa, their sustenance, their life force that manifests in a specific culture, in a specific language, in a specific appearance. But that comes down through a Sar, that comes down through that heavenly angel. There's a Sar Shal Esav and a Sar Shal Yavan and so on and so forth. But Am Yisrael, the Shari Ora, explains at great length 
in Shar Hey, in the fifth valley, in the fifth uh, Shar, in the fifth gate of Shari Ora, the fifth chapter, and the Shari Ora goes into incredible detail in describing the way in which Am Yisrael have no Sar. Our Sar is Hashem. There's nothing preventing. By Am Yisrael, there is no intermediary. There is no go-between. It's directly up. And all the nations of the world are drawing from their place. Shefa, what the Svasema says, Sitra Achra, comes from not such a pure place. But Am Yisrael are drawing directly, literally directly from the channel. And when that channel is closed off, we don't have any other recourse. We're not able to. In our very nature, we can't draw from any other place. For the chain, so that means that when Am Yisrael is in Golos, it's not despite our connection with the Kaddish Baruch Hu that we find ourselves downtrodden in such a horrible, horrible way, undergoing so much tragic persecution and pain. And people are asking themselves, this is God's nation? No, 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 no. It's because of it. It's specifically because of our dependency on a Kaddish Baruch Hu and our reliance on Him solely that given any other option of us being able to draw life force from that other place, Efshar, it's because of our connection to God that when we go into Gullus and HaKadosh Baruch Hu hides His face from us, Pepinimius, we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kashur with Am Yisrael, there's no such thing, it's impossible that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would remove His love for us, there's no such thing. So when we're granted other opportunities, other options, we're not able to. And this is the incredible nechama of Shabbos Nachamu. When we read Parshas Veschanan every year on Shabbos Nachamu, because Parshas Veschanan is telling us this, that even when we're in Gala, specifically when we're in Gala, specifically when we're experiencing the pain and the brokenness of Gala's, and it's a uniquely human endeavor, specifically in the Jewish community, Bifrat, but it's a uniquely human endeavor to assume that things should be perfect and to get all worked up when things aren't the way that they're supposed to be. However, we're in gullos. Of course things are broken. It would be more shocking if things were the way that they, that, you know, the way that we dream that they, uh, that they could be and will be. It would be much more shocking. I frankly consider it pretty wonderful that the world is the way that it is. It could be far worse. Could be far worse. Humans are innately good. Jews are innately good. We want to improve the world. We want to live good, decent lives. But the world is still broken because the Beis Hamikdash is broken, and that's a microcosm of the world. That's a microcosm of the interface between heaven and earth. Where Eish Yoridim and Hashemayim, heaven came down to earth. We sent our karbanos, our sacrifices from earth to heaven. That's the place where Chazal describe our sages say that heaven and earth kissed. That's a microcosm for the entirety of the world that draws its sustenance from a heavenly place. If the Beis Hamikdash is broken, the world is broken. And so we're in Galos. But this experience of the pain of exile is itself edos lemalis b'nei Israel, For just how much of a connection we have with God that any other option is simply not an option. Listen to this. It's a greater zechus when we see Am Yisrael trampled upon him, refusing to choose anything else aside from God. That's a greater privilege and that's a greater merit than the way that we look when we're in our place of Geula, in our place of Mirubchem. 
Because when we're in a place where we're numerous, and it doesn't necessarily just mean numerous in numbers, but when we find ourselves in a matziv of rav, in a matziv where things are going good for us, and Am Yisrael is flourishing, that experience is drawing on a Kaddish Baruch Hu's chesed to shower kindness upon us, and it doesn't necessarily say anything about who we are at our shoresh. How could or Elzar? How could it be that we're going to forget you? That we're going to stick out our hand to an Elzar, to strange foreign gods, to strange foreign powers? That's much greater. Because it's specifically that experience that shows that even when given other options, and this is literal, by the way, Chever, this is mamish literal, it's not simply on a national level that we see that Amisrol aren't functioning, and, oh, it must be because we're not spiritually drawing chiyas down from the nations of the world, we're not drawing chiyas down from other places. It is literally encapsulated within the choice that was given to our ancestors year after year, decade after decade, era after era, in all of the different places, throughout the Galos, when given the choice, you can walk to the stake and say, Hashem Hashem be burnt in the town square, or you can choose to live and to live a life of heresy, of a connection to other religions or the religions of the world, vis-a-vis the MS, and again and again and again, our grandparents and our relatives and our ancestors throughout this glorious 2,000-year period of nobility, like I wrote in that poem, The Eternal Jew, they chose again and again and again and again. We refuse to draw life force from any place other than Yiddishkeit, even if that's going to spell out our demise and an incredible amount of emotional and physical pain. This is literal. That's our zechus. This is where Am Yisrael is in their glory, even more than their glory is manifest when they find themselves with Malucha and Nevuah and Kvayt Hashem and Asheras Hashchina in the Beis HaMikdash. She's saying a phenomenal thing. And it's such a chizik, Shabbos Nachamu, that we, we're not back yet in Eretz Yisrael as we should be. And we sat another Tishabab on the floor and we cried and we mourned. But the Svasema says, Chevrolet, look in the mirror. Of course, you're in Gullus and you're suffering and you're broken. But within that brokenness lies your greatness. Within that pain and within that suffering itself is expressive of your deep connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that Be'omek, Be'shorish, we can never let go of Him. And we'll never turn away from Him, even if that means that we're going to have to live a little bit of a miserable life in Gullahs and be stepped on, but I would be stepped on for two million years rather than give up being a Jew. That's what exile is all about, and that's our glory. That's our greatness. That's a, that's a very powerful idea. V'zeh says the Svasemis, this is what the Pasuk means. Says Hashem. Now, of course, there's going to be times when Am Yisrael are where they're supposed to be flourishing, but that's not where it's at, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I didn't choose you because of the times of Mirubchem. I chose you because of the times of Ki'atem Hama'at. But Mikol Ha'amim, you extracted yourself. Even if that life, and even if that mode of living 
is marked by tremendous amounts of pain. That's why we're Makadesh the Levana, not when it's full, specifically when it's just a sliver, specifically just when it's starting. That's the glory of Am Yisrael. That's the chain of Am Yisrael. It was in our darkest moments that Mamash we were shining from one end of the world to the other. Am Yisrael's most shining moment is when our grandparents walked out of the gas chambers for being Jews. Our most shining moment. Ki Emes says this fast Emes. The truth is ki begalus nikar koyach Yisrael v'gam hagula sheyeh b'meheri yegam kein b'schuzeh. It's specifically in exile, Chever. It's specifically in our current matzib. And as much as we yearn for the Geula, and as much as Mashiach's already coming, and we don't believe, at least you know, in the LPI community, I can speak for my own hashkafa, but the hashkafa that I try to give over in these shiurim and in other mediums, is that the Geula is not a, an event, that one day where Davani Mashiach will come. The Geula is a process. You and I are part of this process. We live in a different generation. There are lights shining. There are different souls that are given to us. There's a deeper element of Torah, the Torah of Mashiach, that's beginning to become revealed. And through that, Dafka Mashiach will continue to come in terms of his spirit, lighting up individual lives and bringing Geula Pratit, this incredible personal redemption to each and every soul. And then collectively, we're then going to merit to be able to be Mekabal Pnei Mashiach Tzedkeinu. But that's not where it's at. Says the Svasem is the Iker Koach of Yisrael is in Golos. And the Geula Sheyeh B'Meheira Yegam Kein B'Schuzeh. The Geula will be a sum total of Golos. Not despite this that we went into Golos. The only redemption is going to be a sum total of all of the glory and nobility and courage and sacrifice and dependency of Am Yisrael on HaKadosh Baruch Hu to say, Rabbana Shalalem, throw at us what you want to throw at us and give us any other option. We're standing by you. It's in the schus of this that the Geula comes. In this that we survived, that we made it, that we thrived. Did we thrive? We were broken. We were horribly broken. And our communities were suffering in so many different ways. And there was machloikas and strife and horrible things that were going on and nobody knew what to do. Were we fixed? Were things the way that they were supposed to be? No. But it's specifically there that we're able to taste the beauty, the beauty of the ultimate nobility of what it means to be a Jew, specifically there. And this every single Jewish person needs to know. is going to redeem us, Like I said, he is already redeeming us. This is part of the process. But our redemption in the time of Geula specifically depends on how we are activating the potential and the opportunity of this current challenge of exile. Much like Shabbos, you have to prepare the food on Friday. If you don't prepare the food on Friday, you're not going to have what to eat on Shabbos. That's exactly how it is with the great Shabbos to come. It's all dependent on our preparations in this Erev Shabbos. We're literally Erev Shabbos. We're the sixth millennia. And we're heading into the seventh millennia of a Shabbos. But it's all dependent on how we're preparing now. And therefore the exile is a preparation for the redemption. And may the master of the world merit us to serve him with all of our strength, with all of our love, with all of our commitment, with all of our passion and our intimacy and our connection. 
and our gratitude today. So that when the redemption comes, it will be in the most glorious, wonderful way like the Zohar Kaddish describes. Not this image of Armageddon and destruction and nuclear war and global warming and all these horrible things. Not that. But the Zohar Kaddish says, With this safer, you're going to leave exile amidst incredible mercy, like the Pasik says, says, I will gather you up with abundant mercy. And this is the Pasik, Right? To the, to, the, to the days of Limos HaMashiach. Because one depends on the other. And as much as we're activating our potential in a time of gullus, in a time of being trampled upon, in a time where we're able to stand up and say, Rabbanu Shalom, give us other options, we won't choose them. Even if it means a better life, even if it means living life with riches and, and, and nobility in the eyes of the secular world, we're not budging. And it's a more difficult life, and it's a more painful life, and sometimes it's a more embarrassing life. We're not budging. Because this is our life. This is who we are, Bashorish. We cannot give it up without giving up our very life force. And so in as much as we're going to manifest the potential of ki'atem ama'at, then we're going to be able to experience what it is to be back in the Beis HaMikdash, to be back in the place of kuhuna and nevuah, mirubchem, but it's only a sum total of all of the years of our exile. That's the teaching from the Tzvasa Emes, a tremendous chizik as we go into Shabbos Nachamu. This is really something to say over because it's, it's really a, a paradigm shift in terms of the way that we look at, uh, at Gullus to be able to see it in a certain way as being the pinnacle. So here we move into the teaching from the Degamach Nefraim. On the Pasuk, Those of you who are connected to God, you're alive today. Says the Degel Mamash, a beautiful thing. He says we can give another explanation. It's known. Hashem Echad, the Yisrael, Him Echad, the Master of the World is one. Am Yisrael are one. Eretz Yisrael is one, Umikaamchi Yisrael, Goy Echad Ba'aretz. All of these three things are bound up one with the other. The, uh, the Maral in the beginning of his, of his peers on, uh, on Ovis goes into this incredible depth. And I think that he really doesn't quote him exactly, but he's essentially quoting that teaching from the Maral that because of the oneness of Am Yisrael, of God, and of Shabbos, we have a connection one with the other. All aspects of one are bound up one with the other. And there he says, therefore, because of our essential unity, at our core, all of us are one. At our core, we come from the place of the Shechina. We come from the place of Malchus. We come from the place of what's called Knesses Yisrael, which the Svasema speaks often about. This collective or collective soul of the Jewish nation that all of us are sparks of. This is really paraphrasing the Maral in that teaching. It is fitting for that which is one to connect and bind to that which is one. I'm sorry. See, he says, if our connection to God depends on the fact that we have some similarity to him in the sense that he's one and we're one, then the simple calculation will yield that the more one we are, the more connected to God we are, the more similar to God we are, and therefore the more close in spiritual proximity we're going to be in terms of imitating Him, and that's how we grow close to Him. 
So he says, when is this connection forged? Who? It's when Am Yisrael are connected one with the other, are able to look at another Jew, look past the external labels of who they are, what their affiliation is, where they live, so on and so forth. This doesn't mean to budge from the objective truth of how the master of the world wants a Jew to live. That doesn't, that doesn't have to get in the way of this. But to be able to look past that and say, at your core, you and I have a very, very deep connection. And this is true for every single Jew practicing, non-practicing, whatever their affiliation is. At the Shoresh, our Jewishness doesn't depend on actions. Our Jewishness, being a good Jew, this kind of terminology, a good Jew, what does that mean, a good Jew? That means to imply that there are those that aren't good Jews. Jewishness, at its essence, is good. And each and every Jew, irrespective of how they act, shares in that collective essence. And therefore, every Jew is a good Jew. The goodness is the Jewishness. The Jewishness is the goodness. Okay, there might be certain ways of living that HaKadosh Baruch Hu dreamt of when he gave us the Torah and he wanted us to become a shining nation of priests and a, and a holy nation and a holy people. But our goodness, our Jewishness is not dependent on that. But ultimately, when we're able to look past all of these externals and find that inner point, that inner goodness, that inner holiness, Az then we are considered one with Shora Aleim Hashem Baruch Hu and the Master of the World, who is one. Shehu Echad is able to rest upon us. Aval, however, which was of course the source of the Churban Beis Hamikdash, Sinas Chinam, and Sinas Chinam again, and Avas Chinam doesn't mean that we can't have a disagreement. Avas Chinam doesn't mean live and let live. It's all good, you know, and every, every, every kind of way of living is uniquely, uh, you know, perfect in God's eyes. It doesn't need to mean that. Avas Yisrael can go beyond that, could say, I can have a disagreement and I can be able to assume that there's a certain way that's more objectively true in the sense of what God expects of the Jewish nation, but that doesn't take away from my love of the Jewishness within you. That's what Avas Yisrael is. Avas Yisrael doesn't mean that I love every single aspect of the way that you live. It doesn't need to mean that. No progress is made. The same God that said, also said, Baruch wants that there should be this reus, that all of us have responsibility for one another. Not simply live and let live. That's not a Jewish concept. But none of this negates the Abbas Yisrael because the love that we have for another Jew isn't dependent on actions. It's for the Jewishness within. And therefore, these two truths can be true at once. But when there's an aspect of chalak libam, where, that is, where there's an aspect where we lose touch with that essential holiness within every Jew, and we begin to presume that there are good Jews and bad Jews, and that it's dependent, and it's dependent on actions, and you have to earn it, when we lose our connectivity, when we lose the perspective that each and every Jew shares in the collective soul of the Jewish nation that's essentially holy, the first lost princess principle, at our core we are holy, when we lose touch with that, then we lose touch with God who's Echad. Ve'ein Hashem shora aleim. And then in a certain way, whatever this means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu cannot as closely and as openly manifest his godliness upon us. And then other forces are going to descend upon us instead. Specifically because the godliness was not within me, that's why all of these evils came upon me. And it's considered death, which is an aspect of the Satan. And if 
any of you are following the Hakits of Aranunu series, which I highly recommend. It's even Kedai to go back. If you missed the first couple, if you're only joining Lost Princess now, go back and start from the beginning because you'll hardly read more um, fundamental essays, paragraphs. They're really short, but it's like a whole different way of living. And so... Over there, Rav Rubin Sasson, the Chalban, Rav Rubin Sasson's Yartzai was yesterday, but Rav Rubin Sasson is presenting these ideas to tell us that disparity, disconnection is associated with death in the sense that when a person after 120 is buried in the earth, what happens? The body begins to break apart. That's what death is. And so our death, meaning the Jewish nation's experience of brokenness, and of a lower level of functionality is specifically in accordance with how much we're disjointed one with the other. But the more that we're getting close to Gu'ula, which is exactly what's happening now, and by the way, in 2,000 years exile, we never had such a glorious experience of Achdos as we have now with all of our Machloikas and with all of it. It's nowhere close to what it was in previous generations. Nowhere close. You walk into a Shkibal now and there's a Chassid and a Svardi and an Ashkenazi and a Russian Jew and this and that. Never existed in history. Never, ever. When the Beis HaMikdash existed, Euler Regal. After that, Take a look at history. Take a look at Jewish history. It wasn't so posh. We have phenomenal unity now. We still have work to do, but we're doing so good. We're doing so great. We're a phenomenal generation. Without any exaggeration, we are a wondrous generation, specifically in this element. Why? Because the lights of the redemption are already shining upon us. Those are called the Tal Tchia. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bringing us back to life. Tchia Samesim doesn't just mean that those that died will be brought back to life. Of course it means that. But it means the nation as a whole that entered into a state of disparity associated with death is coming back to life. We're coming back to unity one with the other. We're experiencing that in our generation. says the This is what the Pasuk is telling us. Listen to this. Change the way that we see this Pasuk. says the When Am Yisrael, you'll have unity one with the other. You achieve unity one with the other. You find the godliness within one another. And have Avas, Yisrael, love the Jewishness in a Jew, irrespective of actions that do nothing to detract from the holiness and the goodness of the Jewish person. Then then you're going to be able to share in the godliness and the goodliness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, your God. Then you're going to be connected to Hashem Echad. One in connection to one. V'shor aleim Hashem Baruch Hu. Chai Who's the life of all life. And that's why Kaddish Baruch Hu is called the life of all life because there's nothing more unified than him. Life is unification. When a person's living, the whole body functions in tandem. All the 365 veins and sinews and the 248 limbs and all the organs and all the hormones and all of the different systems. They function in tandem one with the other within a living being. And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's the Chai Achayim, that means he's the Echad HaChadim. Echad Yachadim Yuchad. It's one and the same. Because the more unified something is, the more alive it is. Said the other way, the more alive something is, the more unified it is. And that's why there's nothing more unified than God, because there's nothing more alive than God. But if we're not living in such a way, there's a sense of death in the aspect of us being disjointed one from the other. 
we're able to imitate HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're able to become similar to Him, and therefore in spiritual proximity we grow closer and closer. So here you see another element of where we're getting closer and closer to the redemption, and those lights are already shining within us and manifesting within the Jewish nation. Finally, the third piece from the Heligam Yashilah, we might end a little bit earlier. I see we have some time here. And the Tzaddik goes on another fundamental pasig. Again, there's so many psukim. Veschanan is filled with... You can write a whole sefer on Veschanan, Mamash. You know, all these psukim, iconic, iconic verses, you know, that are really the, the, the essence of, of, of our faith, really come from Shema. Oh, so many psukim. But this incredible pasig says, Kimi Who is this great nation? Asher lo'yelikim kroivimi love. Where God, whose God is close to them, whenever we call out to Him. This is our godless. Amzu Yitzartali, the Pasik says in Navi, the master of the world says, I created this nation. Why did I create them? So they should sing my praise. Prayer is at the essence of who we are. Everybody knows Adam, the word Adam, whom Am Yisrael Atem Krim Adam, we are called Adam. If you take the hidden letters, Spelling out each letter, Aleph, as Aleph, Dalit, Mem. And then all of the, and then, and then, the, and then the, the Aleph, the Dalit, and the Mem, the hidden letters. Right? Is it, is it Adam? Aleph? Yeah. Those hidden letters spell Mispalel. That's the panemius of Adam. That's the panemius of Atem, Krim, Adam. Those extra letters, aside from the primary letters, they spell mispalel. Because that's our greatness, like this Pasuk expresses, who is this great nation? What's their greatness? Asher lo elokim krovim love that God is close to them, b'chol kareinu love whenever we call out to him. Says the man, Shilach, listen to this, so deep. What a privilege to learn this with you. Ha'inu, so he says, listen to the elege ishbitzer. Ha'inu b'cholakriyus, what does it mean to call out? What does it mean to daven? Davening is an expression of our yearning. When a person needs something desperately, that's when you really daven. They say, no atheist in a foxhole, right? That's when a person starts to call out. You know what tefillah embodies? What does tefillah represent? Ratzon, kisufim, taiva, desire. When a person calls out to something, calls out for something, it means that there's an impulsive or compulsive uh, element within that means that we're lacking something. And that's compelling us to call out for something else. It manifests a desire. Says the Says the master, says the Meashilach, any time a person feels any kriya, any calling out within, any desire for something that I don't have currently and that I want, see to it that in that moment you're connecting to God. And that's what this Pasuk means. You know what the greatness of the nation is? They remain close to God. In all of those elements of our lives where we're calling out for things, we're always going back to HaKadosh Baruch going back to Him, going back. Kikriya and the Meashilach spells it out here. What does it mean to call out for something? That encompasses and, man, and, and represents our desire for something. In this beautiful, beautiful capital, Davra Melech says, I did not lift up my heart, and my eyes were not arrogant. 
Did I not wait silently? Did I not sit in this element of placing you before me? Like a child places the mother in front of him all the time. My soul, says David Amalek, was like a gmul, was like a, like a nursing baby. He says, this is a child that becomes removed from his mother who's nursing him. If you ever see a little kid who's still small enough that they're not already running off on their own, but a small kid, when he wants to know, should I do something? Should I not do something? Is this an appropriate action? Can I touch this? Can I move this? Always, always he's turning his face back up to the mother to check, is there approval there? I know that my two-year-old does this all the time. Always. If there's something new and he's not sure, always turning around to look, what's my face? What, am I approving? Am I disapproving? Says the man Shiloh, that's how every Jew is supposed to be with God. Kain sarich kol nefesh mi Yisrael lahabit Hashem. This is exactly how each and every Jewish soul is supposed to be in relation to the master of the world, like this little toddler exploring a new activity, a new area of life, turning our face back to him. Is this okay? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this connected to the inclusivity of what it is to be a Jewish person in this world? Is this bringing me closer to you or is this bringing me further away? Chas v'shalom. Everything that we do, and Rabbi Nachman promises us in the Kutumran Tanyana, Torah Yud Beis, in the beginning, he makes a haftach. I have it sitting in front of me, just so I'm going to open it up and read it to you inside because it's so powerful. I've said this in the past. And Rabbi Nachman says like this listen to these words. The primary essence of Jewishness and Yiddishkeit is to walk in a very simple way. We spoke last night about overthinking, not to overthink. Very, very simple. Without any sophisticated thoughts. And to see to it and to look in every arena of our behavior and our activity. She is Hashem's Bark that God should be there. Not to look at one's own honor rack. If this thing has within it the revelation of godly honor in the world, it's going to increase God's presence, either through doing something or through withholding from doing something. To demonstrate that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created animals, but he also, he also created a human being. And He also gave us the privilege of being able to connect to you by withholding from taking certain actions. That's also a revelation of godliness in, a world, in the world. Yes, then you should do it. But if this action does not contain the, the potential to reveal godliness in the world, love. And here Ibn Achman gives these words. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's a promise. The Azai says Ibn Achman, if you'll walk in this way, and before every action, of course it's difficult, but we have to sort of uh, develop and foster this kind of consciousness. The Azai says Ibn Achman, Bivadai, not like perhaps, maybe, certainly, Loi Yikoshel Lo'ilam. You'll never stumble. 
You'll never take a misstep because this is the bar against which we're supposed to measure every single action. Is this worth taking? Is this not worth taking? Is this word worth saying or not worth saying? Is this thing worth looking at to measure it always against what's Ratz and Hashem? Of course, it's difficult bordering on impassable, which is why we're human beings and not angels. But this is what we're trying to accomplish. This is Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Summit. This is the toddler that David Melch describes he was in relation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu before taking any action, always looking back at HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Are you still with me? Are you going to become more further connected with me through this action? Or Chas the opposite. Ugamaydi Isa Gemara, and he brings a beautiful Gemara in Beya. It's part of a lengthy halacha conversation. But the Gemara says over there that Yaina, a dove, called the Medada, anything that it jumps, it hops away, Viraya Eskina, but it could still see its nest, then it's going to continue hopping. But if it loses sight of the nest, it's going to come running back. Says the Meashiloch, that might be part of a halachic conversation, but a Jew who has the eyes to be able to listen to the panemius Maimri Chazal, even amidst a halachic conversation, what are Chazal telling you and me? Says the Helege Meashiloch, Knesses Yisrael Nimshlaliyayna. In another Gemara and Shabbos, Am Yisrael are compared to a dove. And so what Chazal are telling us is that a dove, as long as it could see its nest, then it's going to continue hopping. But the moment it loses sight of the nest, it comes right back. And this chever is Am Yisrael in Gullus. This is Am Yisrael that like the Svasem has told us, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, the incredible Nechama of Shabbos Nachamu, is this that in exile we haven't forgotten you. We haven't hopped far enough away that we, lose, that we lost sight of you because if we would, we couldn't handle it. We are this dove. We are this toddler that's exploring things in life. But essentially, as a collective, of course, individually, we slip up and we fall, and that's life. That's individually, a ruach shtus comes into our head. That's not the Jewishness within us. That's contrary to who we are at our essence. But collectively speaking, the Jewish nation has not forgotten. We're holding on by a couple of strands and threads, and we're davening that, of course, the millions and millions of Jews that don't even know that they're Jewish, but certainly those that are disjointed from the Torah, that have forgotten what it is to be a Jew, that, it's forgotten, that have forgotten the holiness that they contain within themselves and the capacity that they have to rectify the world specifically through the Torah and in no other way. We daven for that, and the Gula is coming, but collectively we've made it. Banuat soif kaladaris, like Rav Nassim says again and again. We've come to the end of generations, and we're still with you. This is the greatness of Am Yisrael that's encapsulated in this Gadol. Who is this great nation? That whatever we call out for, whatever we yearn for, we have this knee jerk reaction to always look back and say, is HaKadosh Baruch Hu with me? Is He walking with me? So I bless us, Be'ezer HaShem, we'll end a little bit early. I bless us that we should be able to put these three teachings into practice, specifically as we enter into the Zion and Nechemta into these seven wondrous weeks where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is consoling us and giving us Nechama and He comes to visit our house and He sits on the floor with us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us this consolation, one, the first piece from the Helegas Vas Emes to understand that Gullus is itself the greatest arena where in Am Yisrael's glory shines to the greatest extent. And the teaching from the Degamachne Ephraim 
about unity and how much we need to continue to foster the lights of redemption that are illuminating within this collective soul of the Jewish nation to bring us closer to one another. And again, it's a fine line. Doesn't mean that everything's okay and lovey-dovey, everybody's fine. Doesn't mean that. But it means to be able to penetrate beyond the externals and to find the essential Jewishness that each and every Jew contains. Good Jew, bad Jew, there's no such thing. It's just Jew, and it's synonymous with goodness and holiness. And it might be buried very, very deep down, but Avas Yisrael means to love the Jewishness within another Jew, to look beyond externals. And the more that we do that, the more alive we become, the more unified we become. Ki then then you're connected and finally the teaching from the Holy Meashiloach about this element of how Am Yisrael is supposed to live on an individual level this is the ultimate avoda. this is the it's all this wherever we walk always always have one eye looking back on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. is he still with us is he walking with us in, in this action? Is this action going to bring us closer? Is this action going to take us further away? And in so doing, like Rabbi Nachman said, we should merit never to stumble. We should, never, we should never stumble. We should never experience that. And we have to have our heads high, to be very, very proud in all of our brokenness, in all of the failures and all of the challenges and all of the cracks in the facade of the Jewish community and in our own Avodos Hashem, Chevra Mamish, I can't stress it enough, Anachnu Dormitsuyan. This is the most wondrous, incredible, amazing generation, not despite, specifically because of the brokenness that we experience. And we're Mamish marching toward the Gula, we're already tasting it. A yid reached out to me yesterday, he said, I'm so broken, another tish bomb on the floor. You know, Amosai, you know, when, 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 Admasai, like when is Mashiach finally going to come? And I told him, I said, this is part of it. He's already coming. And if you have your eyes open and you know where to look and how to look and what perspective to, to, to achieve, there's no more wondrous time to be alive. There's no more wondrous time to be alive. We're marching back to Eretz Yisrael, Begashmias. We're marching back to Eretz Yisrael, Beruchnis, and Eretz Yisrael, take a way of living we spoke about in a previous Parashashir. So, Mamash Ashrenu, thank you for accompanying me on this journey. Thank you for helping me share these teachings in the world, I don't know if you saw, we started a new initiative today, a beautiful, beautiful, special thing about um, to be able to share Limude Schusan Am Yisrael, to be able to share there's so much garbage in the world. There's mamish things that are happening, you know, from outside the community, Hever, that left the community, the media. It's horrible, and I'm sure everybody's familiar with that. But the main thing, Hever, is, is to be able to develop an eye in Tova. And I want that people should be so excited that they should have something to post on the, on the thing, that we should have our eyes open. Can I find a merit in another Jew? Can I find something to share? At least we should recognize who we are and how wonderful we are. And then to share it out to the world, to be a light unto the nations. And, uh, and we're doing it, Chever. So thank you so, so much for being a part of it. It means the world to me. And uh, Israel Hashem, we should experience the most beautiful, consoling, wondrous, illuminated Shabbos Nachamu that's really able to give us strength to continue this march into the ensuing redemption. And in this chus of the tzaddikim. Thank you so, so much, Chevra. And Israel Hashem, I wish you the most beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. Ami, you wanted to ask something? Yeah, sure. You're from? Sure. What'd you say? What year was the Shabbos from? Sorry. Ah, the uh, uh, tough race Lamed Zion. Uh, um, okay. I'm sorry. T- it's the last piece uh, in tough race Lamed Vav. It's the last piece in tough race Lamed Vav. Enjoy, Chaver. Okay, I'm gonna send out the sheet so y'all have it. 
All the best. Have a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. Thank you so much, Chaver. Ami, Elio, and, and all the Chaver. Shimon, thank you so, so much for joining. All of you, thank you. Cult of.